lot of the experiences I have had with officers of the law have been uh, very positive at all. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I have uh, like relatives in law enforcement, you know. So, oh, I mean, yeah, your uncle Dave. Yeah, my uncle Dave, my cousin AJ, and uh, does he like it when it's organic? Organic. <laughs> oh my God, I can't. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, if that ever happened to Uncle Dave. I mean, something similar like that has happened to Uncle Dave. Cause what, they, drop an acid no, by not accident? Drop, not drop an acid on accident, but um, whenever they go out into the middle of the country and gather up the good old boys growing weed, oh. they would take all of those weed crops and, like, take them off to, like, a compound to just burn them. And so, uh, what's that? Um, some of the guys were just taking off their gas masks and just, like, watching this whole thing burn. So Uncle Dave took off his gas mask and then just got... <laughs> fucking stoned he oh was super so imagine this you're, you're burning like you know a fucking ton literal ton yeah a fucking weed and it has to carboxylize to become active so he's just sitting there breathing it i mean even if you're just standing like 20 30 feet away from the bonfire oh, yeah. if you're burning that much of it you're just gonna get fucking stoned that reminds me of uh this story i read a while ago about this like he was like this pretty young cop he had like never done any drugs before but he was like all right i'm gonna get some edibles i think it was like brownies oh, and he, and he brought them home to his wife and they <laughs> ate some and then like he got too high oh. and he called 911 like i think i'm overdosing oh, <laughs> oh poor god he needed someone more experienced like yeah. dude just chill Everybody, I mean, anyone who has ever messed with edibles I is... Here, just watch some letter, Kenny. Eat some fucking Doritos, sweet and spicy chili but, flavor. Yeah, just, just <laughs> fucking chill. But you know, what's funny is like, if they had just had someone say, dude, you just got too stoned. And you know, anybody that has uh, any experience with edibles at all is going to know, yeah, you're going to fuck up once or twice and take way too much. And you're just going to have to either take a nap or watch really dumb TV. That actually reminds me of my ex's mom who was like a huge fucking stoner and I remember going over to her house one day and she offered to let me like take a hit from her bong Yeah. but like I had been I hadn't smoked in a, in a while. Yeah. So I didn't think about it. I was just all like bong hits? Sure, why not? Bong bits. This is a bonding experience. So I took a big rip off of the bong, and then maybe 20 minutes later, I was just sitting there in my ex's bedroom on the edge of the bed like I couldn't speak, I couldn't move, <laughs> and I was just like like freaking out like I know something terrible is going to happen. But, you know, he was a fucking dumbass, so I didn't want to like have him try to help me through this like bad experience, yeah. so I, I squeaked out in this very tiny voice like, Oh. <laughs> and he went and got her and she just sat in there with me telling me stories about when she was a kid like uh banging girls in oklahoma and <laughs> fucking how her family were salvation army people and like that's... oh that's when she told me the story about uh when she worked at the same I think it was a magazine or something that yeah. Hunter S. Thompson worked at. Oh, ended yeah. ended up sitting at his old desk. <laughs> yeah. I can just imagine him like walking in and like, what are you doing here? You're sitting at my old desk. <laughs> you know, chewing on like his little cigarette holder, you uh -huh. know, just waving a bottle of wild turkey in her face. Like, what the hell are you doing at my goddamn desk? 
And she's all like, uh, he's like, that's okay. I'm not using she it anyway. She could have handled it for sure. <laughs> she could have handled it. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Like thinking about that, um, I don't know. Because, you know, I, I got like way too stoned eating um, edibles when I was in Portland once. And then we ended up going to stripper Oki. So, yeah, my friend Tara, it was like, she was like, this strip club's the best strip club in Portland. You have to go with us. You have to go with us. It was like me, and uh, I was dating Kaylee at the time, and it was like... So, I'm assuming it's karaoke with strippers? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Portland's mostly, like, totally nude strip clubs, except for stripper Oki. And stripper Oki, it's like, they they have to wear bottoms, you know, Uh, like little bikini bottoms. So, anyway... Is that the one with the vegan buffet? There is one with a vegan buffet, but that's not the one. Yeah, we didn't go to that strip club, but we did go to a strip club where I could have swore I saw fucking Joel Grind from Toxic Holocaust. I could have swore it was him. Probably was him. It might because he lives in Portland, but he, um, the dancer was singing, uh, or no, she she put on um, "I Would Do Anything for Love" by Meatloaf. Yeah, and so Joel Grind got up there and started like singing the "I Would Do Anything for Love" part. But then whenever it came to like the 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 women vocals, Uh like he jumped on the pole and. She took over the mic and started Aww. like, you know, singing the the other part, you know, and he was trying to spin around. <laughs> he actually wasn't bad on that pole. If that was Joel Grind, yeah. kudos on that pole. Hello, my name is Sabrina, and I recently grew two new holes. And you should see the look on Matt's face right now. You've seen it. Don't act like you're all horrified. I wasn't trying to be horrified. I was, uh, what's that word? Say your line (laughs) with your lack of holes. Wait, what was my line? My name is Matt. (laughs) My name is Matt. And this is Sumo Punks. (laughs) Took me by surprise. You know what's funny is like when he said that I was I thought you were going to say that I was going to say that like I had turned into you and grew two new holes. No, we've already done that bit. Yeah, where I was you and you were me. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, you meant the other holes, the ones I was born. No, not no. I'm talking about additional holes to oh, those ones. I did see those holes. Yeah, and anybody are, who's on my Facebook has probably seen those holes. Those two new holes. I've been posting disgusting pictures of them on there. <laughs> Long story short, my surgery recovery is not going well. No, (laughs) not at all. Which is part of the reason why uh, we decided to combine our first and second episode of Basho coverage into one episode, which is this episode. We usually do like, you know, days one through five, days six through ten, and days eleven through fifteen. Yeah. Now we're going to do days one through ten. All in one episode. All in one episode. But, you know, we're going to make it interesting. We're going to make it sexy. Especially with the extra holes. God! (laughs) Before we get into that, though, we do have some events we'd like to remind you guys of. 
first and foremost coming up is the Beer City Sumo Open in Grand Rapids, Michigan, taking place in the middle of a huge international arts festival called uh, Art, Art Prize. Prize. Art Prize, yes. There's going to be a clay doyo. Give me the dates and times. All when right. Is this is at City Built Brewing Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saturday, October 1st at noon local time. Yes. And if you want to sign up to compete, we did a whole ass episode about Grand Rapids Sumo Club and the Beer City Sumo Open on like the last episode we released. Yeah. So there's a link in the description of that episode where you can get the athlete packet, you can get the entry form, or just find out some more information. They're also on Facebook. So go check them out. Yeah. Then we have the All-American Sumo Classic at the Mr. America Sports Festival in Atlantic City, New Jersey, Saturday, October 8th at noon local time. And so uh, we did find out that this was an invitational. And so far, uh, via Sumo Dan's Instagram page, <laughs> we have found that there is going to be a Cornelius Booker from Iron Wave Sumo. Complete with his taco meat. <laughs> God. And as well as uh, Jose Galindo from L.A. I think they're, uh, he's part of Yama Sumo Dojo, right? I think um, so. I I know he trains. He hangs out with all. I, th I do think he's part of Yama. Super I want to go hang out with Yama. Yeah. I want to hang out with all those guys. I know. We need and to go to California. JJ Jones from Honu Sumo. We need Hell to go yeah. out there and hang out with him. We too. do need to go to San Diego. But he is also going to be at the All-American Sumo Classic. And Andrew Roden, the only sumo wrestler in Alabama, will be there. Really? There's no more sumo wrestlers in Alabama since... He's the only one. Well, I, I mean, mean... He hasn't inspired any other Alabamans to try sumo yet. I'm sure he has. We need to talk to that guy. Yeah, we do. We do. And then Kyle motherfucking Ferreter, the sumo yes. nomad from Colorado Springs. He is going to bring the ruckus to the All-American Sumo Classic. And then we have the mighty, the heroic... The mean bean machine himself, Trent Sabo. Yeah. But yeah, this is going to be fucking cool. I'm, I'm, I really hope there's a live stream of that because I really want to get in on that tournament. Of course, those aren't all the competitors for that event. That's just some of the ones that we could remember on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a lot more people there. I'm really hoping there's live stream too because this is going to be Fuck quite the yes. clash of titans. Yeah. After that is the sumo boot camp taught by Richard Neal himself of the switch, 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 Swiss. Swiss, Swiss, as in from Switzerland, Swiss Sumo Society, October 15th. Uh, this is going to be hosted by the Midwest Martial Arts Group in Davenport, Iowa. Richard Neal has been doing this shit for so fucking long. He is just a never-ending fountain of sumo knowledge. Yeah. So if if you're an amateur sumo wrestler and you really want to up your game, check this shit out. Oh, if hell yeah. If you just want to learn more about sumo, check it out. Yeah, Richard Neal is like extremely learned about sumo. And he's been an amateur sumo for some decades. And he has some hilarious stories. Like, such great great stories about amateur sumo global international amateur sumo he's fucking great and he's just a really nice guy he really is i love that dude well let's go ahead and dive into this basho coverage that we uh have been spending the last three days taking notes on <laughs> <laughs> first thing well, i wanted to ask though what is your overall impression of the akibasho so far 
we're on day 11 now, I think. Yeah, well, it's, it's day 11. We're covering is, day, yeah. up to day 10 in this episode. Uh, they're currently doing day 11. Yeah, right now is Makushita day 11. Yep, people are just now starting to get their kachikoshis and makikoshis. Um, a few of the rikshi have already gotten one or the other of those. But what has been your impression so far? Well, compared to the fucking dumpster fire <laughs> of Nagoya, this thing seemed to be going a little bit smoothly. Um, I was kind of, you know, disappointed in old Ichinojo's performance, especially since he took the fucking Yusho, you know, the last Basho. He's not pushing as hard, I don't feel. But I do feel like Midori Fuji and Toby Zaru, both as Micah Shira 1, are tearing it the fuck up. Like, Oh, hell yeah. They're, they're fucking mean. They're mean as hell. And I was like, yeah. And I just, I don't know what it is about Toby Zaru, but it just seems like he's got a fire under his ass and he's got a meaner looking face. He doesn't seem like he's just goofing off and jumping around like a little monkey. It seems like he's becoming a fucking goddamn like great ape, like Super <laughs> Saiyan fucking style. A very tiny King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then Midori Fuji, too. I mean, Jesus Christ, that kid's He's just He's been mean. getting vicious. He is. I and love we'll it. go into that a little bit later because I think at certain points it's actually worked against him. Yeah. But going back to what you said about Ichi Nojo, that's something that kind of reminds me of um, what Shodai does every time he avoids Kataban. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or not avoid Kataban, but every time he is Kataban. And, and avoids uh, getting demoted. Exactly, yeah. Uh, which he's yeah. definitely continuing he's that cycle. He's doing his thing. But, you know, he's I, playing his own game, as I always say. Yeah. And... Um, not to imply that there's anything illegal going on, but it could even be that it's to his benefit to not do too well sometimes. So, <laughs> who knows? I think only Shodai knows. Only Shodai knows. Why question Lord Shodai? One thing I've been thinking about, too, and I know you and I talk about this all the time, is it does seem like he gets in his head a lot. He does. And that's what I was about to say, is he's certainly living in downtown his own head, this Basho. <laughs> that's exactly what he's doing. But and like I said, it's it's something we discuss all the time, how how your mental state can affect oh, your yeah. performance. You and hear people say me, that all the time. Sumo's 90% mental. Yeah, it got me thinking, like... Why isn't regular therapy a part of training? Oh, sports psychologist kind of thing? Yeah. Why isn't that a part of it? Like, it doesn't even have to be every week, every two weeks, every month even. Is it like more of a cultural thing or is it just... Maybe more of a tough guy thing. I don't know. Yeah. We can find out. I mean, like, because it doesn't seem like... Mental health is still health. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like some of those guys, like even just from the very narrow perspective we could get from their personalities, you mm-hmm. know, they they do like Shodai does seem like the type that he would be receptive to that kind of thing, of especially course. after like Hakuho He's gave him that talking to. Lord. <laughs> but um, but I am really uh, you know, it's I was... like all dogs go to heaven, all goths go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, so, but um, looking at the, the actual Yusho race itself, it was wild seeing fucking Hokuto Fuji up there because he had been doing, like, so piss poor for I so know. long. And then this Basho, he gets up there, he just turned into a fucking pachycephalosaurus. He's and currently the leader in this Yusho race. Yeah. It's, it's just bonkers. I would have never thought. Tamawashi, yes. I could see Tamawashi doing that because Tamawashi has a knack for always, like, disrupting all of my guys' 
like on my fantasy sumo shit. Any anybody that I'm totally rooting for, it's fucking Tamawashi. Yeah. Always fucking him up. And then there was Hokuto Fuji, Tamawashi. I think Takayasu isn't he kind of back in the Yusho race now? Now that he beat, uh, yeah, he as of day ten was sharing third place with like five other Rikishi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty expansive leaderboard, but Hokuto Fuji and Tamawashi for sure are the ones that I really have my eye on and Takayasu I have as like the dark horse well and then we have the two new guys to Makuchi Hiradumi and Mitoru Mitoru. yeah Yeah. and they've actually been holding their own Um, I think they're both at like four and six at the end of day two yeah they're at four and six but you know for their Makuchi debut their debut their debut <laughs> for their Makuchi That's what debut. I've been calling it this whole time in the my debut. head. Their debut. <laughs> for their debuts, they've actually been doing, you know, not bad for their for dipping their toes into Makuchi. Yeah, we'll have to see in the next few days whether they're able to capture that Kachi Koshi or not. Yeah. But um I've seen a pretty good performance out of both of them as well. I think they could end up being a new Midori Fuji or Oho or just a, n- like a new that. force to be reckoned yeah. with in, in the upper yeah. division hell yeah you know outside of the complete battle royale that is the joy right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> and everybody is always you know obsessed with those dudes up in the joy they're the popular kids at school mm-hmm. you know and so uh, i, I kind of like seeing what some of the nerds and the fucking weirdos <laughs> are up to i mean that's why i like the freaks my... and geeks yeah <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and get into some of the details from these bouts that they had. All right. So day one. First, I have to mention that one of my dudes is out. Abi. There is no Abi Masatora. Did you have him on your, your fantasy? Oh, no, no, no. I made my Wait, fantasy. Wait, did I have him? <laughs> oh, shit. I thought we did I our fantasy. I check that. Yeah, we should. I thought we did our fantasy picks after they had announced that he was going to be Kyujo. I can't remember. You know what? At the end of the episode, we will pull up our fantasy picks and we will tally up what we have as of day 10. Hell yeah. All right. Anyway, day one. Day one. No obby. No obby because of his ankles. I think it was his ankles. Something happened to his foot. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. And it was like a few tournaments ago. Yeah. he Because he went through Nagoya like on painkillers. Like Lucky bastard. I know. It's like, give share, obby, <laughs> motherfucker. Food eater. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Day fucking one. Day one. 2022 Akibasho. September 11th, 2022. We begin with Hirada Umi. It's his first fight in Makuuchi. He's the first Makuuchi bout of the day. Going up against fucking uh, Sideburns. What's his name? Shimanumi? Yeah. What? What's? What, oh, yeah. Was it Shimanumi and Jurio now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shimanumi was actually just visiting from Jurio for this bout. I think he's, yeah, I think he's faced him before. I wanted to say, yeah, he, he's dealt with them in the lower ranks, but I couldn't quite remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure he has. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Umi absolutely fucking dominates Shimano Umi, grappling with him a bit, and then just speedily escorting him out. Mm-hmm. And then on to our other new man in Makauchi, Mitoru, goes up against Tsurugisho in his first ever Makauchi match and gets him turned sideways and shoves him out for the win. Tsurugisho actually hasn't been doing that well for the last couple of boss shows. Yeah, I'm wondering s- if he's going to end up dropping back down to Jurio. I, th- I think he might. And and it's ever since that he got that uh, cellulitis, you know, mm, that one time. Ever yeah. since then, he's just been kind of like limping along. 
Poor guy. I know. And then Teretsuyoshi. <laughs> In the third bout of the day, Teretsuyoshi executes a superb Kainahinari twist down on Yutakayama after butting heads with him like a couple of horny bucks bashing antlers. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be so adorable if the Rikshi actually had like little antlers or oh ram's horns. Oh my god, could you imagine Taka Keisho with little like ram horns? Oh That's god. all he fucking needs. Oh Bashing my... into everyone all the time. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be hilarious. That just made me think of Movie Mulligan's little jingle for those Taka Keisho pins. Oh my god, I love bash those. Bash face forward, bash, bash face forward. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah, oh, and speaking of you should go to Movie Mulligan's Instagram page and buy some of those tiny Takakesho pins because they are fucking darling. Yeah, that guy's really cool. He designed one of our t-shirts. He's yes. awesome. Movie Mulligan! <laughs> okay, Oho. Oho won his match against Chiyashoma after Omonoi, which reversed the Gyoji's decision. As both Rikishi were going down in a mutual kotanage, the Gyoji must not have noticed that Chiyashoma's hair had touched the ground first and initially gave him the win. But Oho who must have been very grateful to his Tokoyama. His hairdresser. Yeah, that was the true victor. That's not Victor, that's Oho. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this was definitely a lesson in good hairstyling. Yeah. This <laughs> good Tokoyama. And then we get to see Ichiyamamoto. We Ichi- gotta come up with a stupid little like rhyme for that. We'll figure something out. We got to see Ichiyamamoto slap the taste out of Ryuden's mouth. And impossible, send impossible. Ryuden has always lacked taste. I've said it <laughs> for so long. I don't believe, I don't believe it. No. Well, anyway, Ichiyamamoto was going bowling for shimpans and, mm-hmm. yep, sent Ryuden right into one. And so that was a very strong start to day one. It was, it was fucking cool, which is. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm usually kind of. I hate to say bored, but <laughs> on the first day of the Ba show, every time I'm just like, eh, well. You got to get warmed up, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to give me a little foreplay before you just Oh, my it. God. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. I was just getting ready to say that. <laughs> like, day one is foreplay. You got to lick it before you stick it. Yeah. Anyway. And this was some fucking strong foreplay on I day know. one. I know. I was actually, like, really captivated by day one this time. Yeah. And so we move on to Nishiki Fuji. Nishiki Fuji slams Kotoweko to the clay in a risque ballet. <laughs> so, yeah, he did like this like cute little twirl, you know. I don't know what that was, whatever he just fucking like. Like a triumphant dandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, fuck yeah, Nishiki Fuji. Then we have Wakamoto Haru. Wakamoto Haru executes a masterful Uchari backward pivot throw against Sada Naomi. Yeah, he did look pretty sad Naomi after that. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but that Uchari was pretty fucking masterful. That was pretty too. fucking masterful. His so, brother, however, was not so lucky. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Koto no Waka utterly trounced Wakataka Kage. Yeah, I really like Kotonawaka's Seafoam Mawashi. And I put a note in here specifically to mention that because I don't know what it is about that color. I actually used to have an old, uh, I think it was like an iPod mini. Oh my God. That was seafoam colored. 
and it had like all this wump scut on it <laughs> that I used to play when my friends and I would have flogging parties. And I just missed that thing because it was so simple and you didn't have to have this like whole big device with, you know, that does everything. It was just music for S&M right there. Yeah. So Plug you got writing crops, wump scut, iPod minis, and Kotonowaka. <laughs> Welcome to this fucking universe. That's Welcome how we roll. Welcome to Sumo Punks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is uh, the notable ones, you know, from day one. Of course, there were, like, lots of other ones. But we're moving on to day two. Nishikifuji locks up with Kota Shoho for a while, gets a grip on the Mawashi, which is really loose. Mm -hmm. but And he's eventually able to just escort him out of the ring. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think that some of the Rikshi actually wear their Mawashi loose on purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. To try totally to keep do. their opponent from getting, like, a firm grip. Yeah, that's what Tochin Ocean does. He, like, has his, like, super loose. So it, they can't throw you very well if, like, you know, you got this loose-ash Mawashi. You can't get a that's good torque. That's not torque. considered cheating, though? No. It's only, hmm. it's, like, only if your Mawashi falls off. You know, does that just immediately you disqualify you? Lose. Yeah, if it comes untied, I mean, we saw that one bout. I can't remember which day it was where they we'll had get to. to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. They had to stop them for the yeah. So I mean, they're going to try to prevent it, but no, this was um, just get an extra long mawashi and wear it really loose. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it totally is fucking defense, you know. But it's it's not cheating. It's it's tactical. See, I'm going the opposite way. I'm going to wear my mawashi so fucking tight that nobody's going to be able to even like slip their fingers under it. See, it's going to be like you ever see those trees that like grow into a fence? Yeah. It's going to be like that. <laughs> you think I'm full of holes now? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go on. Okay. Takanosho, the knob dog, throws Kotoweko around like a rag doll for the win. That was so fast and smooth that it actually almost looked like they were like sliding around on ice for a moment. Yeah. And that actually got me thinking, have there ever been any Rikshi that have done any sort of ice skating before? And of course, I went online and I started looking it up. Oh, and no. I found a Geico commercial. Oh, my God. From like 2016 with I I'm pretty sure it's Biamba. So it's got um who I think is Biamba doing figure skating. What the fuck? <laughs> it's he's got like a wig on um but I am pretty sure it's Biamba and it's just the most adorable thing. I don't know. I don't watch commercials so I had never seen it before because I was no. a sociology major and uh fucking Edward Bernays haunts my dreams. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is the first time I've seen it, and it was just so fucking precious. <laughs> oh, my God. You know who else is on a whole lot of commercials? Hmm. Fucking Captain Americus from California. Oh, yeah, I think you had mentioned that before. Yeah, he's in a lot of commercials. And so, like, it's it's funny to, like, kind of keep an eye on his social media and then, like, watch, like, TV that actually has commercials or, like, even just, like, I think he's even in some shows, but he's, like, you know, an extra kind of running around the background. It's always cool to fucking, like, see and, like, try to say, okay, he's in this show. Okay, I'm watching this. There he is. There's Captain Americus. <laughs> I don't know are why. You, are you going to be a, a sumo actor when you grow up? You know, I think I might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I am moving to California. <laughs> anyway, Myogiru and Tochin Ocean then have a very energetic battle that culminates in Myogiru canceling Tochin's throw 
with his own throw. Toch has him on lock and just mid-toss, Mjolgiri reverses it by pushing Tochinoshin down first. Ah, cancel culture. <laughs> it's like, Run amok. Your throw is canceled. Your whole fucking win is canceled. Just, Poor Tochi. Oh. All right. Ura. 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 Ura sidesteps Takayasu, snatches up his leg, uprooting him like a goddamn tree, knocking him off balance to easily drive him out. My favorite part of this bout was actually that little kid in the crowd with the little pink Ura towel. Oh my god, that was fucking cute. Like, ah! I'm so glad they got that shot of that little kid, but yeah, anyway. That was fucking precious. All right. Kiribayama faces off with Shodai and barely recovers from Shodai's slapdown attempt. As the Lord Shodai sees Kiri's recovery from across the ring, he runs up and tries to push him out from the side. But Kiribayama recovers again, spins around, grapples with Shodai a bit before swinging him around and pushing him out for a Yorikiri victory. My guy. And then Toby Zaru murdered Terano Fuji. <laughs> Fucking murderized him. Well, I mean, it, was, it wasn't that bad. I think this was the part of the notes where we forgot to put a description. <laughs> no, that's what happened. I, I think okay. I did that one, and that's that's just... No, I think I, I did, did that. It. I oh, did okay. that one. Yeah, I meant to go back and put a little bit of detail into it, but nope. I think murdered Terano Fuji is good enough. That's Yeah, that's what happened. Well, let's find out what happened on day three now. Day three, we go back to the newbies. Hiradaumi. Hirata Umi went bowling for shinpans when he launched Yutakayama into the crowd and then looked fucking gangsta as fuck right afterward. <laughs> and it did kind of look like Yutakayama's taint might have, uh, did it land on that guy? I think it landed like, I don't know if it landed like on his face, but it looked close to it. Maybe it was into it. Yutakayama taint. I don't know. I mean, what if it smells like a sandalwood? Yutakayama. 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 Taint, no. oh yeah, you taint Kayama. You taint Kayama. Oh, ho. Oh, ho. He's got that little scratch kind of by his eye that kind of makes it look like he's got like a little teardrop tattoo. Like like he's been in prison. Yeah, he's fucking, <laughs> oh man, he had to fucking take a life for the set. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of appropriate because how he just casually murderized fucking Rudin. He deserved it. Yeah, he broke a piece <laughs> off the doyo and he like fucking like bowled into Isegahama Oyakata. Oh, yeah. It was, it was funny. Like the, the steps like going up the side of the the doyo yeah just like a huge chunk of it just got like <laughs> smashed off and then he just like bowled right into that fucking oyakata which is fucking hilarious too is because they got this like slow-mo camera shot on oho uh-huh. like afterward and he's doing that little face just up. looking like a g yeah <laughs> yeah we I, we put that on our twitter but yeah I that's saw, yeah. that's the best like oho that that kind of got me on oho's side now <laughs> i've always loved oho i don't know why <laughs> He was like, wasn't he one of the first uh, people that I had on my fantasy sumo league? He was. He, whenever I think he, he was when yeah. he first got to Makuchi. You're like, fuck, fuck it. I'm just gonna fucking go for. Yeah, Bakunoho. I like this guy because his name is easy to say. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, he's really cool too, though. All right, so on the opposite of names easy to say, we have Wakamoto Haru. <laughs> 
So after lots of muscular undulating, Takara Fuji gets his favorite right-hand grip and starts driving forward for the win. But Wakamoto Haru executes another masterful Luchari against him, throwing his ass out. And you could just see that disappointment on Takara Fuji's face. Just busting out Ucharis all over the place. <laughs> but poor Wakamoto Haru. Uh, not, uh, but, I mean, uh, Takara Fuji, his face was just so... It was. I just wanted to hug yeah. him. Oh, Shoryu topples Ichinojo with a Sotogake leg trip. Nice. Nuff said. Kiribayama looked very pleased with himself after slapping the shit out of Wakataka Kage and dancing his ass outside the ring. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of those rivalries that I was talking about before. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, it's just that one group of guys. It's like Kiribayama, Wakataka Kage. Hoshori. Uh, yeah, Tobizaru. It would probably be Abi as well if Abi hadn't pulled out. Uda's always around those guys. Yeah. But Uda's like the weird, the weird kid. Yeah, but he's not like he's not all all macho and mean about it like the other guys. You know, he's just like, hey, I'm here to have fun. I'm Aura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ho Shoryu. That's how he is in my head anyway. Ho Shoryu just looks about. mean, you know, because you know you you notice yes. that about a lot of Indian people is like we're not mean, we just can't see, so we're squinting at everything. And Ho Shoryu wears glasses. Does that mean your mom doesn't hate me? She does that. She just can't see. She's always looking at me like that. But that—that's just the thing. We're not—we're not mean mugging nobody. We just can't see. But that's—that's so sure you because you notice he wears glasses and he's always all smiley and laughy. Oh, he does wear glasses. Doesn't yeah. He? So whenever he's like at the bar show, he's not wearing his glasses. He's just kind of angrily squinting at everything. And you gotta Aww. get aggressive when you do sumo. So I'm sure he's like working himself up. I mean, you see, like like Angel De La Torre puts on his headphones and gets himself all fucking. Psyched. That's what I'm gonna have to do. I've already decided. I'm going to be one of those people that has to just be in my own little world with the headphones before every bout. Yeah. If I can get back in the fucking ring, Jesus Christ, I feel like I'm never going to heal. Oh, you will. You will eventually. We're just going to have to cauterize those fucking things. <laughs> I don't need an abdomen. It's fine. Fuck it. Let's <laughs> just lob it off. All right. Back to the basho. We have Ura. After a cautious Tachiai by Daesho, Ura stands his ground as Daesho slaps him around and deftly avoids being slapped down. Daesho finally works up the courage to charge Ura, who is perched right at the edge of the ring. But Ura pulls some absolute matador shit, sidestepping the raging bull Daesho with quite a flourish. Ugh and letting his opponent's momentum do the work for him. Daesho charges out before he even realizes what happened, as Ura poses with both arms in the air like he just dismounted the uneven bars at a gymnastics competition. <laughs> Daesho looked both amused and disappointed. Oh my god, and that's that's what I was talking about. There's no malice in it. He's just like... He just dismounted. That was just it. It's just like, ta-da! <laughs> I did the thing. The way that he does sumo just is so joyful. It you is. You know what I mean? And he's just, even when he loses and he bounces around off the dojo and into the crowd, he just kind of looks like, just like, oh, With that goofy, like, half smile on his yeah. face. <laughs> and when I he loses, he's got that distraught face. It's just kind of like, <laughs> it's like, oh. But uh, it, uh, did you see, it was like on uh, the Sumo Meme subreddit, someone had like found, you know, those spiders that like put their two arms up in the air like that? Oh, the jumping spiders? Yeah. Yeah. They put like Uda's face on like a whole bunch of those spiders all with like their arms Aww. up like, 
Oh. It was fucking adorable. <laughs> All right. Midori Fuji. Nice, strong Tachiai by Midori Fuji, who was able to easily get a grip on Shodai's Mawashi and escort oh. him out of the ring as Shodai feebly tried to peel him off. But you can't peel the pit bull. First three days of the tournament. First three days in the joy. They had him going up against an Ozeki on each day. And on his third try, he finally gets the win. My favorite part of this match was actually the interview afterward where Midori Fuji was just like, just glowing. Oh, he was so stoked. He was downright chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be deep beating Ozeki. Absolutely chuffed. Yeah. Day four, we check back in with Hirada Umi. New Boy was doing marvelously until he met the dastardly Chiyoshoma's Henka and suffered his first loss. Aww. I bet Chiyoshoma planned that. Probably. Though. He thought like, oh, this is the new kid. He doesn't know any of my tricks yet. Yeah, I'm just going to Henka his ass. Not see, that I have anything against the Henka. Oh, I, I know do you don't have anything. I still believe that it is a legit move, but I can kind of see how he's like strategically using it now. Yeah. You know? I don't know. He just seems so dastardly. Seriously, in my head, he's Grimma Wormtongue. I think Grimma Wormtongue. I think Chiyoshoma's face. I wonder how many people listening even know who that character is. Probably people that have read Lord of the Rings or watched the movies. How many of our listeners do you think have read... Well, no. Was Grimma Wormtongue in any of the movies? Yeah, he was. It's been a while since I've seen him. Yeah, he was in the movie. He was like that weird... He was like whispering in Theoden King's ear. and Oh, like, that's right. Yeah. Before Gandalf had to come and kick him in the taint and fucking... You know, like, sometimes I confuse Lord of the Rings with the Matrix, so... <laughs> I might Gandalf! Of it's like, can you imagine Gandalf asking if you're going to take the red pill or the blue pill? <laughs> well, because they originally came out at around the same time. Yeah. And I was drinking a lot of cough syrup back then, yeah. so <laughs> I don't know. All right. Hokuto Fuji has been doing extremely well in this basho so far, but Toach got robbed. Everyone yeah. could see that Toach got robbed. Hokuto Fuji tries to push Tochi Notion out. Toach, in turn, is pushing Hokuto Fuji down and jumping backwards, but he doesn't land until after Hokuto Fuji's hand hits the ground. Total bullshit. Yeah, in the replay, they replayed it like two or three times. You could see yeah. that Hokuto Fuji clearly hits the ground before Toch does. Clearly. Like, there was at least a full second between when Hokuto Fuji hit and when Toch and Ocean hit. Yeah. And they just, they... I don't know, because I know that they look at the fucking replays sometimes. Yeah, and, and the fucking, but the control room guys, uh, they'll only like... I think the Shimpan will only call a Monoe if, like, they're told to, like, in their little earpieces or something like that. I can't that. remember. Did they call a Monoe for that? I don't remember. Well, no, we would have put it on there if they yeah, did. Yeah, we probably would but, have. But no, the, the thing that was bullshit about it, though, is, like, fucking... I don't know. It just kind of seems like they're either picking and choosing or like, remember a few Boshos ago? It feel like they're playing favorites. Yeah. A few Boshos ago, they were like, people were saying, what are, what is up with these fucking absolute bullshit calls? What's going on, guys? And they actually, uh, I think they said that they were going to send some of the fucking Shimpons and Gyojis to like fucking back to training or something <laughs> just because it was so egregious. But there was also the issue where, uh, wasn't there one Oyakata who was like, I don't want you guys looking at the video all all the time or something like that something and it's things like that that makes me think maybe there still is a little bit of fixing going on here and there there might be you know it wouldn't surprise me 
well, we're going to do a deep dive into that real soon. Oh, yeah, there's going to be some And various other fucking... shady aspects of the sumo world, so yeah. keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks. And then, Ura. Ura has Takara Fuji hesitant at the Tachiai, which is becoming a habitual issue for a lot of the Rikishi. Everyone seems kind of, like, terrified of Oh, Ura. yeah, they're... they're They've really gotten to know his tricks now, and that Tachi Eye is one of the tricks in the Ura bag. Really low Tachi Eye. So after sparring a bit, Ura slips under Takara Fuji's arm to execute a devious Staizori underarm backward force out. Another Su- rare Kimarite win for Su- Ura. Sutaizori? Su- so it's, they, you know, they truncate the uh, some syllables, so it's like Staizori. At least that's what the announcers said. I I don't even know if I could say this damn Stizori. word. Tootsie Zori? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Ura does like those very fancy rare Kimarite. And you can tell he likes this one because like he's always trying to set it up. But then while he's trying to set this down. up, he gets slapped down. And he can just never... Well, I'm not... I'm, I don't want to say never. He can rarely successfully... It's, it's kind of like... It's kind of like that one move we try to do sometimes, but it's difficult because you're a whole foot taller than me and we don't have a bed frame. Oh, don't tell people about that. <laughs> That's one of our special Kimari <laughs> right. But anyway. Midori Fuji. This was a vicious bout versus Wakataka Kage. They both spring off the Tachiai like a couple of rabid bunnies. <laughs> Waka grabs Midori by the head and upper arm, but can't do much with it when suddenly Midori Fuji rears back and full on slaps Wakataka Kage in the face so hard you can hear the whole Koku Gikan go, Ooh. Yeah. But all they this were like, re- oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> all this really does is just piss Waka the fuck off. He starts slapping Midori Fuji and just generally beating him about the head and face before ending his fucking life with the Hitakikomi. <laughs> Midori Fuji just kind of like laid there for a little bit before rolling over and dragging himself to his feet, just looking utterly defeated. He was riding high after beating his first Ozeki on day three, but Wakataka Kage knocked him down a couple of rungs on day four. Put him back in his place. <laughs> think he's getting a little too big for his britches. <laughs> Toby Zaru goes up against Matakeumi in the next bout and calmly delivers him to the outside of the Tawara. The difference here is that this isn't Tobizaru's first time in the Joy, so he already knows that beating an Ozeki doesn't necessarily make you hot shit, and I think that's really what's going on with uh, with Midori Fuji, is he's he's kind of starting to, to feel himself a bit, you yeah. know? So I think that might just be making him a bit more vicious, and yeah. uh, he's going to have to learn that it's it's not always all about that. I don't know. I'd be stoked if I beat some Ozekis. Yeah. Some people would argue that the quality of our current Ozekis is lacking, but whatever. They're still Ozekis. They managed to get there. They are still Ozekis. Yeah. Takakesho. Knows how to party. (laughs) (laughs) Takakesho goes up against Koto no Waka, and we get another brutal slap fest, culminating in Koto no Waka's defeat at the lightning fast hands of the Ozeki. Not even his extra set of titties could save him. Nope. (laughs) God. All right, let's go to day five. Day five. Hirota Umi faces off against Mitoryu, his fellow Makauchi debutante. 
Hero was looking to continue his rampage in the upper division, but got his ass tossed into the Gyoji by Mitoryu. More bowling for Gyojis. My favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> and here is my proud moment because my son, Atami Fuji, who was at Jury 03, decided to make a little visit to the Makauchi division. <laughs> I was super stoked about this. So my boy went head to head with Yutakayama. He threw his entire being into his sumo and used his whole body to drive Yutakayama over the bales. He was like a wave of meat undulating through poor Yutakayama. <laughs> that was a pretty decisive victory. It's pretty cool. All right. Oh, ho. Oho dominated with the flurry of Tsupari that sent Teretsuyoshi flying over the edge of the doyo. He had a little bit of swagger in a step on that one. Straight up G. <laughs> Nishiki Fuji deftly executes a slapdown of Chiyotairu at the edge of the Tawara. Chiyotairu had captured his back, but Nishiki Fuji's ballet twirl at the bell sent his ass toppling off the doyo. Takeyasu trounced Wakamoto Haru and made it look easy breaking the latter's four-wind streak. Oh, damn. Midori Fuji did a violent waltz with Nishikigi, swinging back and forth through the doyo until Midori Fuji switched it up on his ass and brought him down with this signature kataskashi. Kirebayama was a lumberjack on day five. <laughs> Ichinojo was a strong and stalwart oak, standing firm and sturdy. They moved at the speed of molasses, with Kiribayama patiently jockeying for a better position and Ichinojo slowly defending. Kiribayama eventually got a viable belt grip and chainsawed his way through Ichinojo's defenses and threw his carcass into the river to become tables and chairs in someone's dining room. <laughs> what the fuck? We're eating dinner on the Ichinojo tonight. <laughs> Tamawashi. I love these these metaphors that you come up with. <laughs> <laughs> Tamawashi versus Terano Fuji was over quite quickly as Tamawashi manhandled the Yokozuna before pushing him out for a Yorikiri win. And Terano Fuji looked fucking pissed walking down the Hanamichi. Yeah, he had like his little um was it the dangly things? From oh yeah, the, the cigari. No, or it might have been like a towel or something, but he just like kind of threw it at his uh, the, his little helper guy. The, the skibitos. Skibito, that's the word. Yeah. Oh. He did not look pleased at all. Oh. Day six. Day six. Here's a name I haven't said in a while. Tohaku, who was visiting up from Jurio for the day, wasn't going to be rattled by Chia Shoma's mata. Chiyoshima really does just like fucking with the new kids. He does. <laughs> well, it mattered not. Tohaku was able to slap his slippery ass down with the Hitaka Komi. Good. Take that back to Mordor, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Takayasu goes up against the increasingly vicious Midori Fuji for a short but energetic fight, culminating in Takayasu essentially just slapping Midori Fuji all the way across the doyo and off the edge. Yeah, see, Midori Fuji kind of seems to be struggling a little bit. Now that he's finally experiencing the unknown pleasures of the Joy Division. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Tobizaru was able to escape several pushdown attempts by Hoshoryu before turning the tables on him right at the edge and slapping Haas down at a rather awkward angle. The dashing Kirebeyama displayed some excellent Oshizumo against Daisho as he dashed his opponent over the edge with the Tsukadashi thrust out. Koto no Waka. 
Koto Nawaka manages to get his second win in an Ozeki match as he goes against Matakeyumi. It was a close call. Omonoi determined that Matakeyumi hit the dirt before Koto Nawaka stepped out. Okay, now tell us about the Ura and Terunofuji fight. Oh, Ura <laughs> and Terunofuji. Ura, Maigashira 3, then goes up against the Yokozuna, Terunofuji. After sparring for a bit, Ura is able to get low and drive forward, forcing Terunofuji out for a Yorikiri victory. Fuck yeah. And this is just one of the reasons why Aura is the only queen I recognize. <laughs> but let's move on to day seven. Day fucking seven. Which the geishas come back <laughs> on day seven. We are big fans of the geishas because in our uh, prosumo fan fiction that we have created (laughs) in our heads, all of the rikshi are really anxious about being made to look bad in front of the geishas. Don't throw me like that. Not in front of the geishas. Oh, we joke about it all the we time. We do. <laughs> okay. God damn it, Toby Zara, you made me look dumb in front of the geishas again. And he just laughs. <laughs> you know that's how he is. Yeah. All right, Teretsuyoshi. Teretsuyoshi got excited for a bit of giant slaying against Makauchi debutante Mitoryu. Mm-hmm. Teretsuyoshi chipped away at Mitoryu's balance with a series of attacks, but the Gyoji stopped the match due to the smaller Rikishi's Mawashi coming loose. Mitoryu rested his entire heft on Teretsuyoshi's back <laughs> while the Gyoji retied his belt. After the Gyoji signaled for the match to begin again, Teretsuyoshi worked the big man to the bells and fell that giant motherfucker. Nice. Yeah, I think they've really learned to get their shit together ever since that one bout with uh, Teru Fuji and I want to say it was Wakataka Kage? Oh, uh... What was what? it? Or, oh, the, it was uh, Wakamoto Haru, where the Gyoji stopped the bout and then, like, had to... Yeah, uh, and there was, like, that big controversy, because... About how the Mawashi was all untied, all funky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I knew it was one of those Wakas. One of the Wakas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Koto Shoho charged the fuck out of Oho. A soul-rattling tachiai, and then a testicle-shattering follow-up <laughs> through Oho's ass over the bells. Brutal-ass win for Koto Shoho. Hokuto Fuji continued his rampage with the knob dog himself, oh Takanosho. The dog put up a hell of a fight, but Hokuto Fuji managed to eke out a win with a bit of Tawara dancing. As of this day, Hokuto Fuji is still undefeated. For now. For now. Wakamoto Haru took Speaking on everybody's favorite drunk uncle, Tochinoshi. <laughs> Not really. That's just how I imagine him. <laughs> and he got his ass pulled down after getting blasted with the giant hairy forearm. Got his ass blasted. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and other hairy forearm news. Takayasu slapped the shit out of poor Endo and Oshidashi'd his butt cheeks out of the ring. Daisho and Kotonawaka played patty cake with each other's faces, which pissed Kotonawaka the fuck off because he decided to stop playing and just thrust Daisho to the clay. Nice. Midori Fuji took on the Sekiwake Hoshoryu. Oh, shit. Haas kept trying to bust out the Kataskashi on Midori Fuji, which, you know, is Midori Fuji's signature move. Yeah. But his defense was impregnable. His style was impetuous. He put Haas into an angled position and threw his ass off the doyo, giving Midori Fuji an Okuridashi victory. Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. 
Wakataka Kage and his goddamn unlucky Platinum Mawashi started to make a comeback today by ruining Tamawashi's undefeated streak. Tamawashi was about to deal the death blow when Wakataka Kage pivoted at the very last moment and dealt his own Tsukiyotoshi death blow. Takakesha. A death blow defeated by a death blow. A death blow defeated by another death blow. That's that's how it went down. Takakesho slapped Oda's fat so bad, he bowled into the crowd and knocked around a couple of shimpans. He was like a bendy pink poo bear bouncing off the clay. <laughs> It'd be adorable if it didn't look so fucking painful. Aww. <laughs> I was impressed with how Terra Nofuji just hoisted up Ichi Nojo and just made it look easy. He just like picked him up, like literally... And like, you know, Ichi Nojo weighs more than me. Both of those guys weigh more than me, which is absurd because I used to weigh 500 pounds. Yeah, like how could he do that? How could he just lift up Ichi Nojo? I know. With his knees all fucky like But he did are. it. Well, I think he's probably using his upper body strength. He, dude's a beast. But they always tell you like, don't lift with your back, lift with your knees. I think he was lifting with his shoulders. I don't know. Ichi Nojo? I know. He was lifting Ichi Nojo with just his shoulders. That was all I'm. All I'm saying is I was impressed. I don't know how the mechanics of it. If he hurt, if that's what finally forced him out, was lifting up Ichi Nojo. But it's got to be black magic. It's wizardry. He's got some sort of. <laughs> it was pretty badass though. Day eight. We're going to uh, segue a bit into some uh, notable non Makuuchi stuff. So in Division Five on Day Eight was Najima versus Sakura. So Najima is Ichinojo's youngest stablemate. He showed some incredible balance and dexterity. He avoided being thrown using a light-footed spin, and then just drove out Sakura, securing his victory against a Rikishi twice his age. He looked like a little ballerina. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Takabayama versus Asakiryu. So that previous spin was only outdone during this bout, where Asakiryu generated typhoon-level centrifugal force, throwing Takabayama from the dojo and leaving him balancing precariously on one foot, hopping near the Tawara. And that is two days after winning a bout using that same Kimarite that Ura used, the uh, Staizori underarm backwards force out. So yeah, he used that. (laughs) He used that two days before, and then just did this wild fucking you know ballet move. I don't know, just like bouncing. It really makes me realize how important shikos are. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) All right, on to the Makuuchi. Aoyama took on the wily Kotoeko. Kotoeko batted at Aoyama and managed to push him out while vertical and airborne, like he was fucking M. Bison. <laughs> he, was, he was. I don't know how you push someone out by being vertical and airborne, but Kotoeko did it. Oh, so, man. I was going to say something about my socks because for a moment I thought they were Street Fighter socks, but they were actually. Uh, they're Mortal Kombat socks. Yeah, they're actually Mortal Kombat socks. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> So, in the wide world of shitty calls, Miyogiru got robbed by Wakamoto Haru. The Gyoji called it for Wakamoto Haru, but the replay clearly shows Wakamoto Haru's foot landing first. Like, obviously landing first. They called Tori Naoshi, and then the rematch just ended up with Wakamoto Haru getting a bullshit win. Yeah, Robbed. what the fuck is up with that? This the is turning out to be another one of those botches where it's just bad calls. In the replay, you can obviously tell. And they're showing was... you the replay, the audience the replay. Yeah. And it's like, you can't pull the wool over my eyes. All right. Hokuto Fuji got his Kachi Koshi on day eight and achieved this with an undefeated streak. So from day one nice. to day eight, got his Kachi Koshi just right there. That's pretty fucking impressive. It He's, is. 
he scored his eighth win by beating up Endo. So where's your butt pillow now, Endo? <laughs> You're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> Uda played some high-speed chess with Hoshoryu, using his unorthodox style to stymie Haas' attacks. He became a pink flurry of violence, methodically picking apart Hoshoryu and ultimately pushing him over the bells. Fuck yeah, Uda. Fuck yeah. Ozeki Takakesho clashed with former Ozeki Takayasu. Takayasu looked large and in charge, being aggro as fuck, forcing Takakesho to sidestep at the bells, quelling Takayasu's onslaught. You lucked out, bud. Daesho and Shodai have both done pretty piss poor this basho, but as of this, he's doing better than Lord Shodai. Mm, Let's not talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us about day nine. (laughs) Hiradaumi faces the knob dog. Takanosho. Those dudes are fucking strong. You can see like their muscles moving around like a group of sentient tamales dungulating under their skin. What the fuck? Hirata Umi's tamales put up a hell of a fight, <laughs> but it was the knob dog's tamales that won out the day. Wait, what? <laughs> what? What? I don't okay. know. I was watching this bout and just Subdermal like... Subdermal sentient... Tamales. Tamales. Just moving and boiling around under their skin. And that's their muscles? That's what it looked like at the time. I don't know. When I was watching the bout, I was just like, wow, look at all their muscles working together. They just look like just pissed off tamales. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's Your just... Your metaphors are getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> hey, Hirata Umi's tamales did better than the Knob Dog's tamales. Well, no, the Knob Dog's tamales won the day. Yeah. It was Hirata Umi's tamales that, you know... Anyway, knob dogs, tamales. All right. (laughs) Wakamoto Haru stood in front of the sole leader, Hokuto Fuji. The billy goat that is Hokuto Fuji shook Wakamoto Haru's entire existence with that tachi eye. But Wakamoto Haru pushed back, which just pissed off Hokuto Fuji. He pushed Wakamoto Haru to the edge of the bales and then just fucking slammed dunks his ass off the edge of the doyo. That was actually pretty badass. Chiyo Tairu and Takara Fuji had to see who was going to get their Makikoshi. Unfortunately, it was Takara Fuji who got dealt the loss. Chiyo Tairu kept his own Makikoshi for another day. Tamawashi was not fucking around with his Kachikoshi today. He thoroughly pissed in Meisei's cereal when he got that upper body grip and just drove him over the Tawara. Tobizaru has been delivering his flying monkey style with Gusto this basho. Kotonowaka attempted to force Tobizaru into a chest-to-chest battle of raw strength. They worked toward the edge of the bales where Kotonowaka went to throw the wily monkey, only to get thrown his own self. Flying monkey wins again. Ichi Nojo scored a much-needed win from the clutches of Midori Fuji. Ichi had a few long bouts this basho, but none of them left me on the edge of the seat like this one. Ichinojo was able to withstand all of Midori Fuji's attacks, and the gentle giant was able to wear him down and deposited the smaller Midori Fuji on the outside of the ring. Aww. Just deposited him. Uda brought down the great Shodai with his wonky style. At this point, poor Shodai has gained a Makikoshi. Mm-hmm. At least he's not Kataban. Yet. <laughs> He'll pull through in November. He better. Kitabayama dealt an upset to Ozeki Takakesho. He crushed out the power hamster and <laughs> squeezed him out like a zit on prom night. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Daesho pummeled Matakayumi out of the ring, meaning that all three Ozeki have lost on day nine. Ooh. Terano Fuji faced Takayasu. Both Rikishi fought with 
everything. It was an all-out kaiju attack. It went back and forth a couple of times. Terunofuji and his busted knees were trying to end things quickly with the Kakaishi foot sweep, but that gave Takayasu the opportunity he needed to slam the coffin lid closed on Terunofuji. Man, Terra's not looking so good. Well, we get to day 10. Terunofuji withdrew on day mm-hmm. 10 due to osteo- osteoarthritis in his knees. Arthritis. Chester A. Arthritis. But people were already saying that they were predicting he would possibly pull out of this basho. So some say it was to save face, but Terunofuji and Isegahama and Ajigawa all expressed their, you know, concern over his poor knees. Terunofuji called them time bombs. Yeah. So... Both the Oyakatas, Isegahama and Ajigawa, both expressed their concern and relayed Terunofuji's remorse over having to withdraw. There has been talk of surgery. Mm-hmm. There's also been talk of retirement from those outside the JSA, but nothing of this nature has been expressed officially. But the pendejos on social media are definitely wagging their jaws. If he does have another surgery... Because this would be, God, how many surgeries has he had already? Well, just that uh, major one that, like, saw, because he was Ozeki, and then he went back down to, uh, oh, God, did he go to Sandanme, or did he go to, like, Joni Dunn? He went down pretty far. I think he might have gone down to the bottom rung, and then had to work back up. Yeah, but if he does end up going through another surgery... Then, well, he's he's uh, Yokozuna. They're yeah, not gonna he's not going to lose his place, but he will have to probably not compete in the next few Bashos. Few Bashos. I yeah. mean, Hakuho did that. You know, he missed out uh, on a few tournaments before he had his final couple tournaments. You know, that's true. We actually uh, watched that video recently of him testing out his Shiko for his doctor yeah. after his surgery. And I will always remember that fucking was it the Nagoya Basho with. Terunofuji and Hakuho, that final fucking... Oh, fuck, yeah. That, that one lives in my in my heart forever. But I do want to say, protect your knees, do your Shiko. Goddamn right. Notable non-Makuuchi stuff for day 10. So, Division 3. Oh, an even lower division this yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> day 10. Koto Yusho versus uh, Kawazoe. Kawazoe got pushed to the bills by former freestyle wrestler Koto Yusho, but as Kawazoe was flush against the Tawara, he used his amazing core strength and an impressive balance to Uchari Koto Yusho and then deposit him off the edge of the doyo. That was fucking badass. I was not expecting that outcome, but I was pretty stoked about it. Dude, I can't even imagine having that kind of balance. He was bending backwards and then just like, over the Tawara yeah, and then just backwards. throws the dude then, over his own body and behind him. How the fuck do you even do that? I want to get... I want that core strength. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I want to get that strong and that limber and that balanced and then start fucking... Chucking people over my shoulder. <laughs> Watch out, Jones sisters. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get chucked. All right. Tohakuru came to visit from Jurio again to dominate Teretsuyoshi. So, like, I think Tohakuru is Jurio 3? Yeah. Wait. Okay. So, Teretsuyoshi is Maegashira 15? Yeah. So, that's like seven ranks below him? Well, I mean, if you're counting like East and West, I think maybe. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah, because I mean, East not and West counting, are kind of part of their own ranks, but yeah, I think I think you're East right. East or West, 
then yeah, that's like seven ranks below uh, My guess Kurosuyoshi. You're f- yeah. And well. he just comes in and dominates him in his own division. <laughs> well, that's what fucking uh, Atami Fuji did to Yutaka Yama. That too, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm proud of my boys. All right. Aoyama is able to stave off Amaki Koshi by manhandling Surigisho and giving him his. Yeah. We kind of predicted this from the beginning, though. Yeah. Nishiki Fuji was not going to let Wakamoto Haru deny him his Kachikoshi. After locking his arm, swinging him around, and giving him a good shove, Wakamoto Haru, in an impressive feat of balance and agility, desperately tried to stay within the ring, but Nishiki Fuji started repeatedly shoving him like he was aggressively kneading a giant lump of stubborn dough <laughs> until Wakamoto Haru finally lost his balance and toppled over. He was like a weeble. A weeble wobble. Or, well, that might be kind of a dated reference. He was like... Um, like a wacky waving arm inflatable tube man? No, like, did you ever have one of those, uh, those like, blow-up punching bag things that has, like, the sand in the bottom? Oh, like a clown. Yeah, like I my... had one of those when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that old. I keep referencing these things from, like, way back in the day <laughs> that have actually been around forever. But you know what I mean. Very Bad. bottom heavy. <laughs> All right. Takayasu is on the edge of Akachi Koshi on day 10 when he goes up against the soul leader in the race up to this point, Hokuto Fuji. Takayasu stands his ground while absorbing a barrage of brutal shoves until he strikes at the exact moment Hokuto Fuji's balance is at its most precarious. That's when Takayasu gives Hokuto Fuji a hard shove to the face, forcing him to take a knee in his first defeat of the Basho. Neil! (laughs) (laughs) That was a pretty good bout. That was fucking badass. Kotonowaka and Midori Fuji had a quick dosi do around the dohyo before Midori Fuji <laughs> locked onto Kotonowaka's arm to toss him out. But it appeared Midori Fuji's foot may have landed outside the ring at the same moment Kotonowaka's shoulder hit the dirt. It kind of looked to me like Midori Fuji's foot may have landed first, actually. But like Kotonowaka was horizontal and kind of upside down by that point, like in midair. Yeah. So maybe the dead body rule applies. Maybe. I'm, I'm still not sure how that works. Yeah, I just think it was a bad call. So the judges called for a Tori Naoshi uh, rematch. Mm-hmm. Kotonowaka, not wanting to be put in that kind of predicament again, chose to activate his other set of titties to deliver a quick Sakuinage defeat to Midori Fuji. <laughs> Second titties activate. (laughs) Oh my God, I love him. But yeah, his titties do have titties. (laughs) See, I could tell that you wrote that talking about his power titties. See, you you, you say that I have weird metaphors and like weird stuff. Did you have power titties? I just want to talk about titties and genitals all the time. You, you want to do. T- you want to talk about fucking rippling subdermal tamales and shit. <laughs> I don't talk about my tamales. <laughs> all right. Tobizaru and Karibayama were pushing their limits on day 10. There was no lack of fighting spirit in this bout. And of course... Toby Zoru had to get weird with it. <laughs> Kiribayama had him at like a really uncomfortable angle with one arm up in the air. Kind of kind of looked like a chimpanzee from behind. Yeah, like the way he was hopping around with yeah. his arms up like that. <laughs> so yeah, he was like all like askew. Is that a Kimbo? That's not a Kimbo. 
No. Is it arms akimbo? Akimbo would be if he was like splayed out, but he just oh. kind of had his arm like. Like one arm kind of up and the other yeah. arm kind of down. He was just kind of twisted. Mm-hmm. But still, even in that twisted position, it was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to try to throw this motherfucker. <laughs> so after that botched ass throw attempt, he just started pushing with all his might to capture victory over his rival. Wakataka Kage. Wakataka Kage is very well versed in Uda shenanigans. Oh, yeah. He splendidly adjusted to Uda's low tachiai and managed to foil all of his offense, knocked him off balance, put him in a Morizashi, and just worked him to the bales. But instead of just pushing him over, Wakataka Kage delivered a Sakui Nage, sending him tumbling onto his ass like a fancy, bemuscled Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Oh, or it is a fancy be-muscled Winnie the Pooh, isn't he? <laughs> it is, with inhuman grip strength. Yes. <laughs> Tamawashi on day 10 goes up against Matake Yumi and finishes him with the Sukui Nage. Tamawashi has achieved an amazing feat during his quest for this Yusho. Although it was Hokuto Fuji who remained undefeated longer, Tamawashi, a Maegashira-ranked Rikishi, defeated all Ozeki and Yokozuna during this tournament. This hasn't been seen since 1985 when Katao did the same as a rank and filer. So although the Iron Man Tamawashi may have had his perfect attendance record yoinked from him because of the COVID protocols, he managed to secure a new record that's fucking impressive. Does it count, though, if it was due to the COVID protocols? Would that still count against him for I his attendance it, record? I think it does. Because, I mean, he didn't really have a say in the matter. Yeah, well, they didn't demote him because of it. Yeah. So, I mean, but... they, they did that, but I mean, but his perfect attendance has been, has been yoinked. Yeah, I don't think that they should put a strike against his attendance because of that. However, I do think that beating all of the Ozeki and the Yokozuna within the same Basho is definitely a uh, more impressive feat. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty badass. All right. Hoshoryu decided to don his lucky blue Mawashi for day 10 against the power hamster himself, Taco Keso. <laughs> he slapped the shit out of Taco Keso at the Tachiai and slammed him in the face with his shoulder and drove him to the Tawara. Taka T-Rex was about to kotanage his ass, but Hoshoryu decided to go with the momentum, grab the back of Takakesho's right knee, which caused Hoss to catapult into Takakesho's upper body and slammed him to the clay. A BC Taoshi victory for Hoss. Nice. And you then, know, I just noticed that we do use a lot of uh, Mexican food references. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, oh, the tamales, taco queso. Taco queso. Is this because I got to that crunch wrap earlier? <laughs> I don't know. We do live in Texas. Yeah, true, know. true. Daesho won his fight because Terranode Fuji withdrew. Fusensho win for Daesho. Oh, yeah. So that's the end of Makuuchi for day 10. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my Jurio boys. Atami Fuji ends day 10 at 7 and 3. Close to his Kachikoshi. Enho ends day 10 at 4 and 6. Hokuseho leading the Jurio charge at 8 and 2, along with Dark Horse Tochi Musashi. And in Makushita, former Ozeki Asano Yama is at 5 and 0. Oh. Koto Tebakari, who is Koto Shoho's brother, is at 4 and 1. Fuck your abs because Aki Sayama is at three and two. The Ukrainian Shishi at three and two. And Roga also at three and two. And then we have poor Yago, aka Shrek, Shrek <laughs> at one and four. Outside of 
Matt's favorite Rikshi in <laughs> other divisions. We did think it would be important to highlight who's on the leaderboard for Makuchi. So at nine wins and one loss, we actually have two guys at the top. At the end of day 10, there is the Iron Man Tamawashi and then the human Pachycephalosaurus Hokuto Fuji. <laughs> and then for eight wins and two losses, following those guys, we have... Takayasu, the human... Well, I guess he's a bear and a human. The human bear. The, the bear human, human bear. The bear human. Takayasu. Bear man. Yeah, bear man. And then Mr. Nishiki... Mr. Bearman. Mr. Bearman. <laughs> and then Nishiki Fuji. Nishiki Fuji is fucking kicking some ass. I'm, I'm, I'm glad yeah. you know, that... Uh, He's, he's a pretty cool guy. And then at seven wins and three losses, we have... Sakiwake Wakatakakage. And then... Toby Zaru. Followed by... The dastardly Chiyoshoma. And last but not least... Oh, ho. Oh, ho. Now, one thing we did kind of fail to do before this episode <laughs> was announce who we had picked for our fantasy sumo. Of course, we did post it to the relevant fantasy sumo boards and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, we do just want to mention who it was we picked and what our scores are so or far our on current day standings. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, this is high fantasy sumo. It's this not is... over yet. <laughs> True. Very true. Okay, go ahead and read off the guys that you picked, and then tell me what your score is as of day 10. All right. For Yokozuna, of course, I have Teru no Fuji. For Ozeki, I picked Taco Queso. Delicious. <laughs> Sekiwaki Wakitakakage. Komasubi Ichinojo. Maigashira 1 through 5, I picked Kotonowaka. Maigashira 6 through 11, I picked Nishiki Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> and then Micah Share 12 through 17 was Ichi Yamamoto. Flying off the dojo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. So I have 41 points as of day 10, so I'm not doing too hot. <laughs> it could be worse. My picks were, of course, Terra no Fuji for Yokozuna, which does that even count anymore now that he's dropped out? I mean... It's, he's just going to stay at five It doesn't five really wins. count to begin with because <laughs> everybody, change him. everybody gets the same Yokozuna right now. Yeah. You know? Uh, besides that, of course, I had Lord Shodai for oh. my Ozeki, followed by Hoshoryu for my Sekiwaki, Kiribayami for my <laughs> Komosubi. <laughs> Midori Fuji in the Maegashira 1 through 5 slot. For Maegashira 6 through 11, I picked Koto Shoho. Maegashira 12 through 17, Hiradomi. And I ended day 10 with 30 goddamn points. <laughs> so I am not doing what too What are you much. doing, Shodai? Ah, man. It's not just because I pick Shodai for my Ozeki every time, okay? <laughs> because Shodai kicked ass in the last Basho, and did. I still didn't win. <laughs> Well, Shodai's, you know, taking a fucking a break. I think he just works better when he's under that Kataban pressure. He's just got to ride the line. I know I should probably wait until he is Kataban to start choosing him for my Ozeki <laughs> placement because I know he's going to do well when he's Kataban and then just pick other people when he's safe, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, look at how Matakiyumi did this Basho. Yeah. Everybody's been kneeling down and kissing Matakiyumi's butthole ever since he became an Ozeki. <laughs> and I was the only one that said, mm, 
I don't know. I think we might want to just kind of wait and see what happens. And now you look. cursed him. Now you, look. You hurt his shoulder. We can't talk too much about that right now. We've still got the rest of the boss show <laughs> to see what happens. And that's pretty much that's all that's happened at. up to day 10. This is the bookmark <laughs> of day 10. So we will be back with 11 through 15 mm-hmm. and more uh, Mexican food references because that's how we fucking roll. But uh, yeah, this boss show is... It's the taquito is... of death. <laughs> but this, this boss show has been uh, almost like a, a welcome return to normalcy for me a bit, you mm-hmm. know, because it's just kind of, ah, sumo. Thank God. Because everything yeah. that's been going on in our personal lives lately has just been fucking... Oh my God, it's something else to concentrate on that's not fucking Cronenbergian body horror or <laughs> um, thousands of dollars in medical bills. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you, Sumo. <laughs> Thanks, Sumo. You're the greatest. So we will be back with uh, some more international and amateur sumo action as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, we got some cool shit in the works. So we're going to be throwing that your way soon. Oh, fuck yeah. One of the episodes that we are doing in October, I have had this on the back burner for so fucking long. And I'm so glad we're finally going to be able to get it out. Uh, We also might be doing an event in November. I hope. Possibly. Possibly. We will definitely give you more details if that ends up happening. But until then, y'all know where to find us. We're all on the social meds all over the place. Sumo punks, except for Twitter, where we are. Punk sumo, because I (laughs) fucked up the Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, come talk shit to us. Come give us recipes. Oh, and make sure that you always spell punks with an X. We also have... A Redbubble shop where there are t-shirt designs. You know what? You don't even have to get the designs on t-shirts. You can get them on stickers. You can get them on mugs. You can get them on... Tote bags. Sure. Whatever the fuck you like. Yeah. Besides that, we do have a donation page on Kofi, Coffee, Kofi. I'm not sure what it's I think it's Coffee. I don't know. Yeah. So if you'd like to help me cover some of these medical bills... (laughs) Yeah. Throw a couple dollars our way. And if you're wanting to be nice to us, you can go rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Tell me how much you love me. Or Spotify, <laughs> wherever you consume your podcast, rate us high. Even if you don't like us, just rate us high. Fuck it. Why not? What have you got to lose? Yeah, fuck up the algorithm. Yeah. Give us a five star. Fuck it. <laughs> well, that's the show. That's the show. Until next time. Bye. bye.